This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got an heart. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. Jersey cool. Hey, everybody. What's up? I'll swallow your soul. <laughs> Yay. And welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. That's right. And tonight we're doing kind of remakes. We're doing a remake and reboots. a reboot. Well, I think I think reboot is a good word. Nathaniel. Um, Yeah, reboot. Reboot is accurate <laughs> because it's like they're they're like sequels, but not really. Kind of, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. We we kind of don't know what to qualify these as, but tonight we're talking about Blair Witch 2016, mm-hmm. as well as Evil Dead 2013. And that's right, I finally got Jackie to watch the Evil Dead remake. <laughs> and I know you loved every minute of it. Let's start with Blair Witch. Okay, I can live with that. So Blair Witch was one that I I was under the impression that it was a remake, but technically this it's a one sequel. this one is a sequel, and probably what should have been Blair Witch Two. Even though I like Book of Shadows, I know I'm in a very small minority of people that like Blair Witch Book of Shadows, but this seems like the more appropriate sequel that it should have been. Yeah, well, I won't turn off Book of Shadows if it happens to be on. I kind of find it interesting too, Nate. I know you don't share our affinity for that movie. Book of Shadows, really? No, I saw it like one time when it first came out, and I was like, nah, this is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And then I never watched it again, so I don't really have any strong opinions about it. That's fair. Yeah, no, I remember being like really excited and then let down in the moment, but I don't know. It's not as bad. But so this one... I don't know. Go ahead. You you summarize it first and then I'll... So the original Blair Witch Project takes place in 1994. Skip ahead 20 years. It's 2014. And Heather's little brother is somehow and for some reason convinced that his sister is still alive out there in the woods and is determined to go find her. He finds a clip on YouTube and he he's pretty sure that it's his sister that he sees in this recently uploaded video on YouTube. And that just fuels the fire Because he wants to go find her. He thinks she's out there. So he, along with his friends, one of them who is making a documentary about his search for his sister. Conveniently enough. Yeah. About his search for his sister um, is tagging along to film everything. And so there is, it's the, the, I don't even remember their names because this movie was kind of. So, so yeah. So the four, the four friends set out to retrace Heather's steps and try to find her. Yeah. 
And in the process, they find the Blair Witch. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, like the actual they witch. Do. Yeah, so, she's there. Yeah. So I'm gonna say right off the bat, I I like this one. I I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I'm gonna kind of be like right in the middle where I didn't mind this one. My two biggest gripes with this movie is that I think that 20 years was too long of a time frame. I yeah, think, nobody would really think she was still alive yeah, fucking 20 I, years. I think that 20 years was too long. Um, and also, and I know this is something we're going to talk about later, and spoiler alert, uh, the biggest flaw with this movie is you actually see, I don't know if that's supposed to be the Blair Witch or just a monster that has been possessed it's by her. Witch. I don't know. Is it? Yeah, you see the monster. You see the Blair Witch. Worst and I think that's the Blair Witch ever, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> it looked like something out of Silent Hill, honestly. Like, it was just, <laughs> That it was the, like the, they showed the monster, and you know, that was the beauty of the Blair Witch Project was that you never see her, and I think that's part of the reason why that movie scared me, and I loved it. I don't know, I just that was you see the monster and fuck that. I don't know. I feel like it's it's weird to harp on that when the entire movie is about like special effects and we can make computers like crumple people up and like let's do constant editing between like 12 different cameras that we have set up and oh, uh, I hated it so much. I felt like they were kind of like retracing the steps of the original Blair Witch Project movie and they even kind of played with some ideas that took place in Book of Shadows. Like the whole idea of them losing time was something that was part of the plot of of book of shadows but like it just it was set up so similarly to the original Blair Witch Project with the whole you know this is the introduction of the people and here's all our cameras and this is how we're gonna do it and and you know we're gonna get the shot no matter like that one girl like Lisa she's so obsessed with filming everything just like Heather and she's gonna get the shot no matter what and actually I noticed that in and I think this is true up until the part when like shit starts to really go down and they're getting continually attacked, there is not a scene where Lisa does not have a camera in her hand. Whether it's a video camera, a, a DSLR or something, she physically is holding on to a camera for the first half of the movie. You never see her without something in her hand. I, I was kind of expecting to hate this and I didn't, surprisingly. Like, I'm, with, I'm right there with you, Jackie. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I do think that it's proof positive that in order for these first-person, like, documentary-style movies to be effective anymore, they have to be really freaking good and have really creative, um, you know, kind of sticks. Because like you said, Nate, like, it's, like, almost ridiculous how, how many camera angles and how many it's things not, they have. It, I'm sorry. I'm not trying <laughs> to interrupt you. No, I, I, I feel like it's not found footage anymore, and that genre is dead. Because even though it's all, like, gorilla footage, like, it's... Like, someone has gone over this stuff, like, for hours and hours and hours and hours and, like, chopped all these different, like, there's there's so many different cameras in play in this movie. It's absurd. None of this feels like, like, I don't, there's no time for, like, tension to build or anything like that. It's constantly, like, flip-flopping around, and it's not until the end of the movie when all the other cameras are gone or destroyed, and it's like, well, you have one camera and you have one camera that I started actually enjoying it. <laughs> But the rest of the movie, I'm like, this is, like, way too... I don't know. It feels like they don't under... Like, but, I mean, it's Adam Wingard and Simon Barrett, and I like those people, and, and they made stuff for VHS and stuff that I liked, but I feel like it doesn't work here because this is, like, the granddaddy of found footage movies, and it doesn't feel like 
Blair Witch at all. I, I have almost the same exact note where I said it just doesn't feel the same. This feels like a very like direct to Amazon movie. This didn't even come close to evoking any of the emotions that the original did. Mm-hmm. And like this one just felt so commercially processed. It's because they do stuff like they bring that, uh what was that thing called? The, the fly, the fly. The drone. The, they bring the drone with them. And they're like, oh, we can use it to find our way around. They only used it to, to take shots for a documentary that is never, ever spoken about past the first minute of the movie. Because I was like, why do they even have all these cameras? I was like, oh, it's documentary class, but they never bring it up again. They never like do an interview with anyone. It's like they just talk about random crap and wander around. You know, like nothing, there's like no point to anything. You're right. I think there's a really big flaw in the writing and in the character development and in the overall plot, which is is hard to ignore when you're looking at a reboot of such a big, like you said, like the grandfather of found footage. Like I think they had an obligation to kind of really think that plot through a little more. The other gripe I had was that whereas the original Blair Witch, I think really kind of preyed on a deeper level of fear mm-hmm. this was all just shitty jump scares oh yeah just jump scares you know and and i'm just i don't know i'm at a point where i'm like i kind of want more than jump scares in my mm-hmm. horror nowadays i don't know why i don't know what phase i'm going through but like no i 100 you know. agree i 100 agree in fact i have a note here that everyone is a jump scare ninja because like 10 times in this movie someone sneaks up on someone in the middle of the forest with leaves all over the ground and twigs and everything and no one ever hears it it's dead silent in fact they even have the in the background the entire time <laughs> they really do oh man they ratchet it up just it's just i don't know it feels like manipulative it doesn't feel like it feels like they they apparently Adam Wingard and Simon Barrett approached the VH or the the Blair Witch people. They met them at like I guess the premiere for VHS two or something, and they're like, "Why don't you make any more Blair Witch movies?" And they're like, oh, "I don't know, we don't don't really have any." And they just decided to make one. <laughs> I guess they got yeah. the rights and just made one, and just they knew it could make money, and I think that's all they really thought about. Yeah, I mean that's I don't I don't think you're completely out of bounds. And I was excited when they bought in the YouTube kid and his like. Like, he was, like, poor, and, like, I thought they were going to do something cool with that whole thing, mm-hmm. but really they just made themselves, like, they were jerks, and these kids were jerks. Like, I don't know. Everyone like, I, was a jerk. Yeah. They were all jerks. There, there was nothing redeemable about these yeah. characters. The only likable character was, was Lisa, who was just kind of off in her own world the entire time. The, do- the girl who was doing the documentary? The, the last one. The, the final yeah, girl. although I think they made an interesting point that, like, she was, like... Like, I remember at the beginning when they were like, yo, why are you messing with our boy? Like, I after that, I, like, didn't like her because they made a, a good point that she was, like, exploiting him for yeah. her freaking documentary class and, like, made me mad at her and I couldn't get over it. Yeah. Well, she's terrible at making documentaries anyway because <laughs> all she did was just film her dumb friends talking about nothing. Yeah, and then get, and then get killed by a really... Like, like I almost would have rather they put somebody in a fucking black pointy hat and green makeup because yeah. that would have made me happier than this, like, blob in the woods. Like it, I was, just... it was like a lanky... It reminded me of Grave Encounters. Because there's yeah. a scene in Grave Encounters where, yeah. like, this thing is chasing them down the hallway, and that's what it looked like. I was going to say, in the beginning, um, like, in the parts when they were sleeping outside, like, when it started to be, like, Attack of the Killer Tent, I it, it sounded like the Blair Witch was a werewolf. Like, the way that they were kind of, like, the making noises and how it was, like, quote-unquote, un- attacking people. And, of course, we can't see it attacking, but we just hear everything. It sounded to me like the Blair Witch was actually a werewolf. Not that I, it is. I'm just saying that yeah. that's, you know, that's what it sounded like. But, yeah, that actually was probably one of the funnier parts is when the tent just kind of like flew at the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the fact that it's making us laugh is yeah. deeply I know it's problematic. Not supposed to, but it made me laugh. They and they did what you expect them to do, where they would do like little 
homages to the original, like where Heather's brother, like the lead character whose name escapes me right now, like he makes the apology, just like Heather made her famous apology speech in the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he did an apology, like all kind of almost word it's, for word. It's weird too because <laughs> so... because he's like disaffected the entire movie. Like he's just like, oh, like I need to help my friend. My friend's got a hurt foot. I gotta help her, and we gotta figure this out, and blah 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 blah. And then the end hears one scream and sees a house. And he's like, that's my sister. I gotta go. I'm crazy now. <laughs> and he just runs yeah. off. And then he's like, I'm gonna have all the emotions now. I was saving them for the very end. Since what are you doing? Just... The, the scenes in the house were crazy. Like I, I I did enjoy when they both got into the house and they started to run all over and they were trying to find things. I like the way that they explained it. it wasn't so much that the 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 guy from the original, Rustin Parr. Rustin Parr. Wow. They yeah. were saying how it wasn't so much that he didn't like the eyes on them. Like it, it was the whole like you can't you have to have your face to the wall because if you see the Blair Witch, that's when she gets you. That part I wasn't. I did. Too I bad. liked that part. I, I I didn't. I didn't dislike that part. Where yeah, where she had the the camera flipped around uh-huh. so she could mm-hmm. see behind her. Like that was. Yeah, that stuff's all really good. The, there's the, like a the couple. The last half hour I thought was mm-hmm. was pretty yeah. good. There's was... there's like good moments in there, but mm-hmm. there's so much that's just like you know, in the original Blair Witch, say what you want about it, but like. At least, like, those characters developed, and it seemed like they had, like, subtlety and nuance, and they nice. left the camera on them long enough so you could kind of try to insert your own opinions on, like, what these characters are doing. Like, there's entire crazy, like, theories about how, like, the guys are just bringing her out there to kill her. Just to kill her. And stuff like that. And just from, like, little glances at the camera and stuff, like, and you can't get any of that with this because it flips around so much. It's like, oh, and this person's face, and this person's face, and everyone's got a super close-up all the time, and you can't look at anything until we, unless we want you to see it. Like, oh, look, there's someone in the background there, and now he's gone. Blah. Like, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, no, I think I think that's fair. I I think that I loved the whole don't look at her because I feel like that would be the hardest thing in the world to do is like stare at a wall while something creepy as hell is going on behind you. I would not be good at that game. I was just playing this uh, PlayStation game called Amnesia and the enemies in that game, if you look at them, you start to go crazy and they pick up on it and they, they come and get you. Like they can tell because it's all based on like HP Lovecraft. You start losing your mind because they shouldn't exist. Like they're impossible creatures. The other part I really liked about the ending was the part where she had to, like, kind of crawl through the, like, yes. under in the basement. Because, like, mm-hmm. nothing gets me, like, a good, like, I'm going to get stuck like Winnie the Pooh somewhere. Because yeah. that messes with me. Like, the, that, like, claustrophobic feeling always is effective. I think you're right. I think there was more effective horror in those last few minutes. Mm-hmm. My other statement about the characters themselves is that what made the, the original Blair Witch so lovable in addition to all the ridiculously good marketing ideas, was how real those characters were. Like, those people weren't gorgeous Hollywood people. They were just, like, normal, run-of-the-mill people who got into this movie and were good. These people were so Hollywood, you know what I mean? Like, I missed that gritty authenticity of the original. I feel like they didn't do the crazy guerrilla filming stuff that they did in the original Blair Witch. I feel like it was like, all right, this is day one. We're going to shoot this scene, this scene, and this scene. Here are your lines. Let's go. Like, I feel like that's what they were doing instead of just, like leaving these poor people out in the woods and then messing with them and seeing what kind of footage they could get. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I missed, I think you, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. it's way better. It's yeah. way better because yeah. it feels real and that's why I like Blair Witch is because it feels real and even if it's not the most exciting movie all the time, it feels real. So when things really do happen, I'm like, oh God, no, these poor people. Like the end of the original Blair Witch is like heartbreaking to me just because these people are just, they're just screwed and like I do kind of want to see them get out but 
this movie. Like, I didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, this one, like I said, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I've seen it once. This isn't anything I'm going to try to, like, watch again. Yeah, no. And another thing that I just wanted to throw out there is that can we do better by minority characters than this crap? It's like, in 2016, we can't think of anything else to do with the two minority characters than have them get killed off and or hurt right away while the white people run around, like, fine and dandy. Like, Jesus Christ. That trope really can't go away yet. Like, come on, Blair Witch. You're better than that. A tree fell on the one guy. What a way to die. A I tree know, falls it, on you. We were just there to, <laughs> to be there. <laughs> That'd be my luck. Yeah, a tree's going to fall on you <laughs> in the story of your horror movie. Probably. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Just meh. Yeah. I'll save you the time. Don't watch it. It's meh. Yeah. I mean, watch it if you I want would, to. I would say I would watch the original and then watch this. Like, if you haven't seen the original, then you're wrong and I hate you. If but. you if you really think <laughs> if you really think you need answers after watching the first Blair Witch, go ahead and watch this. But don't expect the answers to really like <clears throat> add any dimensions back to the first one or anything like that. No, this one this one's just like a little interesting side story to go with the first one. Maybe yeah. any more on Blair Witch? No, I mean I, I didn't write down much. I don't no, know. Yeah. I I just complained about how fakey it looked the entire time and how much editing there was and how many like really beautiful shots there were that like seemed really out of place in a found footage movie. <laughs> I agree. Like the like the the drone shots. There was so many shots of like just close ups of people's face with like soft focus in the background and stuff that seemed really distracting to me. I feel like the only reason, not the only reason, I'm sure there were others, but like to, I didn't mind the drone because I feel like, A, we're 20 years later. This is 2014 where we have drones and we have all these different cameras and they needed a way to be able to show everybody dying even when they were by themselves. Yeah. I didn't mind everything. And again, like 20 years later, we do have way more technology than they had in 1994. They also overdubbed music it's at one point, And I thought that was awful. I thought that was the worst thing you could possibly do in a found footage movie. Ooh, I didn't even it that. was, it was like Halloween background music. Like, or it's like, like Did that they, kind of I thing. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, just, just overall, this was eh, whatever. Meh. I don't know. I'm just mostly, uh, I'm just mostly ready to talk a serious amount of shit. On 2013's Evil Dead. Yeah. You know what I did after I finished Evil Dead? I put on Ash versus the Evil Dead, and I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, this is better. And you know, what makes me... And that's so- not even that good. <laughs> it's not even that good. What makes me... I think what just makes me so sad about this Evil Dead remake, and what people try to tell me about it to, like build it up is that oh but it was produced by you know robert tabert and sam and 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 bruce campbell Mm -hmm. they produced it well you know what i don't care if they produced it because everybody makes poor life choices so jesus you guys already moved on and are shit talking evil dead i'm so excited we're ready to shit talk evil dead Dead. (laughs) all right so uh we are about to shit talk i mean we are about to uh talk about the 2013 (laughs) evil dead remake and a uh, special guest, Matt Kelly, yes. is going to join us for this one. I was intending to just try to play some Mario Kart, but I <laughs> felt like it was important to defend Thank this you. remake. Yes. Because uh, it, it seemed like it was going to be a, a two-on-one situation. So I wanted to at least even <laughs> even the sides. Which it often is around here at Jersey Ghouls, I might add, too. <laughs> um, and I, I do want a preference. I'm not saying that it's better than the, the original or... Evil Dead 2, and come March, after I've made you sit through multiple remakes, you're going to understand how good this is compared to most <laughs> other remakes. <laughs> I can't this wait for March. This might even make it to the final four <laughs> in March, 
Because there's no. some real bad remakes, and this one I think is very smart and does a lot of interesting things. Thank you. And is one of the few remakes that sort of sticks to the source material while still being its own unique movie. And then it ties back in with the original franchise with the after credits sequence. And the original intention was for these to converge into one giant like Can mega franchise. Hold on, I didn't get that at all. What yeah, the hell yeah, are you talking at the, about? Yeah, yeah, at the yeah, very yeah. end. When she opens her eyes in a truck? No, 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 after the credits. After the credits, Bruce, Bruce Campbell like walks out and looks at her and goes, Groovy. And the intention was that they were going to, before Ash... That's it? Well, no, before Ash versus Evil Dead happened, before the TV show happened. No, no, I'm saying that's all that happens in that scene? That's all that happens in that scene. But all right, what the then I don't care. Was, <laughs> then I don't care. What the intention was there was that they were introducing that Ash exists and that this is an alternate timeline from the other Evil Dead well, franchise and they have to join forces to take on all of the Deadites in both Oh, I know, that's I why was, they have comic books, but I don't yeah. care about any of that shit. I was so excited that the movie was over that the moment the credits started, I turned it off and put my phone down. You so know I what? didn't know See, that there was an after I, I watched I watched the first after credits um, super scene where yeah. she where it was like a jump scare. She opened her eyes, but her eyes are completely normal. So after that, I was like, fuck this movie, and I turned it See, off. I, and I, this is one of the few films that I like have to look away from the screen because the violence is so brutal. When she rips her own oh arm off, to or get like out from she's... a truck. Oh, no, like, that part didn't get me. It was the machetes <laughs> going through your kneecap scene when she's uh, in the... I mean, there's no, some the fuck, shower scene, some too. Fucked up scenes the eyeball? Cutting no. the tongue in half. I think that this movie fucked me no. up when Thank I watched you. it. Thank you, me too. No. I remember my friend called me from... He was at uh, no. South by Southwest during the premiere, and he was like, people were literally like throwing up and screaming in the theater. Like The reaction to it was insane. Well, I don't care about that. I remember when I saw it in the theater for the first time, I don't look away often, and I was legit like, I can't. Like, I can't. And and to me, that really captures the spirit of the series. Like, no. Like, over the top. What? Yeah. What? Nathaniel. <laughs> Brand new mics, dude. You have to bring it down. All right. So, well, let's let's first, Jackie, I, oh, I'm oh, dying to hear your nickname. By the way, the, apparently all the main characters spell demon, which is brilliant. I had no yeah, clue. I read that on a IMDb that the first name of everybody, if you take the first letter of the first David, name of the five characters, Eric, Mia, Mia. Olivia or whatever. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It just said it spells demon. I'm into it. I don't it. know. I didn't pay attention because I made up my own names for oh, the yes, five characters. Here we go. So, <laughs> okay. So, so glad it, you're here, it's, Matt. It's not, there really isn't, I think, much need to synopse this one because it is, as Matt said, it is very similar where you have a group of people that go to a cabin and then someone accidentally on purpose reads the incantation and the demon comes and possession happens and much, much gore and violence and hilarity ensues. <laughs> Where's the hilarity? I don't yeah. know. Where's the, I must have missed <laughs> that always, part. There's it was, always. It was, sore, it was sorely missed. It so was we, sorely missed. We have five characters. Yeah. We have the obvious antagonist. Who is, wait. Who's Mia, the girl, the, the junkie that's trying to get clean. Yeah, but so our not, obvious antagonist. Oh, okay. I thought she was a very complex character. We have Hipster Jesus. Hipster yeah, Jesus. Yeah, Hipster Who, Jesus all This whole out. thing is his fault, so fuck that guy. I love that actor, though. He was in a ton of really good indie films uh, before this. If it's the person I'm thinking of, he was in like Thumbsucker. Yeah, he was in Thumbsucker. Thumbsucker, oh my god, yeah. He was also in Chum Scrubber, which I think is amazing. I love both of those movies, (laughs) He's in two movies 
that came out the same year that have almost identical names. And are very, like, weirdly indie. Like, yeah. I remember both. I liked Thumbsucker a lot. Thumbsucker is really interesting because uh, Keanu Reeves plays a dentist that's mm-hmm. obs- obsessed with wolves. Which is absurd in and of itself. <laughs> it's an interesting movie. Jackie would hate it, but it's yeah. an interesting movie. Chum Scrubber is also a weird one. That was they, a weird one. Where they, uh, he plays a character who who's, literally who kidnaps someone's brother, but he kidnaps the wrong brother. Oops. So... So the person who's supposed to be, like, really scared and trying to save his little brother can see that his little brother is at the house and it's someone else's little brother that he's torturing the entire time waiting for ransom money. Uh, it's a very dark comedy. Yeah, I, you're right. Looking at his credits here, that almost makes me like his character a little more because I like a lot of these movies. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Hipster um, Jesus, LOL. So yeah, uh, obvious antagonist, Hipster Jesus, forgettable girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Fake Ash and First to Die. So those are our five characters. Okay. <laughs> they never try to invoke Ash, which I think is a respectable choice. Like, they take it in a different direction. No, they they apply Ash to the entire cast. No, they don't. Like, when three people that? lose their arms. No, but like none of, two, I mean, two or three people okay. use a chainsaw. Like, it's just it just spread around. Like, it's like, we're just going to take the most obvious aspects of Evil Dead and apply it to every single Except character. Except that you're only naming things from Evil Dead sequels and not the original Evil Dead. I am. <laughs> he didn't have a chainsaw in the original Evil Dead. I don't recall. I, I haven't watched it in a bit. I know he kept both of his hands. Yeah. <laughs> and not until the very end does he use the chainsaw. Well, All it's not is... a remake anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a reboot, according to Sam Raimi. <laughs> um, there, there but... were the things I did like about this movie. I liked the special effects. I liked the over-the-top violence and the gore. And I liked all of the little, hey... Were Evil Dead remake things. Like one of the very first things that I saw and one of the very first things the audience sees is when they arrive at the cabin and they say she's out back. When you go to see the girl out back, she's sitting on Ash's car. The car that was in the original movie, it was the car that was in... Yeah, that was was the original car. Well, I don't know if it was the original, but it was supposed to be the car from the original Evil Dead, the one they all drive up in. So there was like a lot of little things like that. The fact that the girl's wearing a Michigan State sweatshirt... A couple of times there was the the quick cuts that yeah, Sam Raimi like, was known for. To... You know when they at one point when they're in the shed and the girl pushes the you know thing aside and it's like there's the chainsaw. Like I liked all the little like you know what it, what is it uh, fan service. Yeah. I liked all I, I didn't mind all those things. I liked all those things. And I also I think it was a ballsy and highly respectable choice for them to keep the tree rape scene. <laughs> really respectable? Yes, because I think. Everybody, ex- you keep using this word. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> Here's I'm why sorry, I'm going to say respectable because I think I went into that remake and I saw it in the hype of like its opening weekend and people were like, you know, it was legit. I I think I went into it just kind of assuming they would never have the nerve to to do that again, and they did. And I remember being like, wow. I mean, I'm not impressed by that, though. I, I think that's a repulsive choice that they kept tree rape in it. In fact, they put it made they made it like. Like, so important that they had it in a special book. Like, oh, you get raped by a tree first, and then yeah. someone sets himself on fire. And it was just, it seemed like overly everything. Like, I know that Evil Dead is over the top of violence, but it's not slow, drawn out, torturous violence in Evil Dead movies. No, but that's how I think horror has evolved. Well, then I don't care about horror. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um. All right, what else? Go ahead. Give me your big gripes so I can knock them down. I don't know. I felt like it was really predictable. There was a cat jump scare. 
There's a cat in the window jump scare. This movie doesn't rely on jump scares, though, which I respect. I think it relies on gore. It relies on the, like, even at the end with the brother-sister thing that, like, tugged at my heartstrings a little. Like, I, I actually felt like it was pretty well developed for what it was. Like, yeah. believe me, don't get me wrong. I don't need a big heroin addict, you know, backstory and all that. I get why you guys are annoyed with that. But I found myself rooting for them to get out of there. Whereas, like, with Ash and his buddies, I don't give two shits about any of those characters. Like, I think they did a decent job with trying to build an actual plot for these people. Which was kind of nice for There's me There's no personally. plot, though. It's just violence. And lots of it. Yeah, but the brother and sister and their estrangement and, like, the weight of... Like, at the those end, were the only he two sacrifices char- himself. And, like, I don't know. I thought No, it, I like that, too. But yeah. those are the only two characters that had any development. The only two characters that, that, that had any, like, plot involvement. But my question <laughs> is, tell me about the characters that aren't Ash and his girlfriend in the first Thank Evil you. Dead movie. Like, it's, it's kind of just, like, par for the course for the... For the mm-hmm. Evil Dead right, franchise. Right, but the... But no, the... They're not known for having anyone memorable except for the main character. Okay, well... In any of these films ever, <laughs> like, like in the history of horror. Well, I, I, wasn't, like... I wasn't sitting there watching this comparing it to the original Evil Dead the entire gonna, time. I was just like, why... Me, I'm why just playing does... devil's advocate, too. I, I yeah. fucking hate it. Thank you <laughs> I, so sorry. much. It makes me sorry. angry. Um, <laughs> no, I just the whole time I'm like, this is just too much. Like, the entire movie is just too much. Like, I felt like a lot of this violence could stay in. Maybe it's because I watched the unrated one. I don't know. But I felt like the, it, it all could have been pared down and it would have had more impact instead of like me sitting there watching someone get stabbed in the face 50 times. I it's, th- it's the same reason I don't like the Halloween remakes. It's just because it's too much. It's too much. I didn't need all that. I need, I, need some, I need a little bit of mystery, a little bit of I don't know what happened after the camera cut away instead of like, well, that person's... And no one dies either. People get horribly mutilated the entire movie. Nobody dies of shock or blood loss or anything like that. that they're, all, <laughs> they're all like, oh, I've lost both my arms. It's no big deal. Let's keep going, guys. Like Monty Python style. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, no, that's... I mean, that's fair. And I totally respect that. I think that... What I enjoy, though, is is the fact that they didn't go for the schlocky or didn't try to be the the, the other parts of the series. Well, like, I respected them for taking their own take on it and for, like, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I give credit to a movie that will make me look away and feel queasy because that's not easy for well, me to ever feel. My, my biggest issue is, like, if it was just that stuff, I probably would have been more okay with it. But every once in a while, they would do Sam Raimi things. They would do musical stings that seemed, like, really, like kind of warner brothersy like out of place do like the camera shake stuff that he does a lot like the quick zooms and stuff like that they'll they'll put those in there and it always like reminded me that oh yeah this is evil dead and if i didn't have that stuff i think i would have enjoyed it more so if this was called like scary movie in the woods you'd be okay with it i'd probably enjoy it a lot more <laughs> well, yeah that's, honestly that's crazy I, to me well, though no, you guys. i know that's part of my problem and i you know this i know this is part of my problem that i went into this negatively and i tried did, i swear yeah. i tried i absolutely tried not to go in with a negative attitude about this but i i can't help it that when you call your movie evil dead I, I went in with preconceived notions, and I, tr- I tried really hard. Like I said, there were little things, although I did find myself laughing at one point, and I think this was just me, <laughs> because when, you know, when, when Forgettable Girlfriend gets her hand bit, and I was like, oh, I know what's going to happen, right? I know what's going to happen. And then, like, she actually does kind of, you know, I didn't expect it to be goofy like they did in Evil Dead 2. Like, I didn't expect the whole, like, you know, the way Ash hand does. Hand crawling the through hand, the wall yeah. and stuff. But like, she did, you know, it was a little <laughs> yeah, bit whatever. Wonky. So then she cuts her arm off with the electric knife. And then I'm like, oh, oh okay, it's an electric knife. We're not going to go chainsaw fine. 
But then at the end, when the girl has her arm trapped and she's reaching for it, and I was just like, someone please just use a chainsaw. <laughs> and then when she ripped it off, I found myself just being like, you should have used the chainsaw. And then she keeps ripping. And then she keeps ripping. I, I was I was impressed with that. See, again, remember with me with hereditary. Like, it just, it doesn't affect me. For somehow, I'm just wiredly, wired very weirdly. I still, I'm and like, still traumatized I, I was like up, I was up at the screen just enjoying every moment of gore. The only, the only thing that got me throughout all of the gore and violence of this movie was when Hipster Jesus... Had to pull the needle out from like, his face. Oh, when I was watching that, I was like, "Oh, Jackie's not gonna like this." <laughs> That's the only part I didn't like. I was like, "What?" Every every other part, I was up at the screen, kind of like cheering on the violence um, and the gore and all that. But yeah, that was the one part I didn't like. I don't know. It felt like really unpleasant violence to me. <laughs> and like, oh, I, sorry, which violence is pleasant? I'm uh, just confused. Like about... cartoony violence, yeah. like Evil Dead. All right, El- Elmer, <laughs> Elmer Fed. Like, like Evil Dead. Dead. Daffy Ducks. Beat go to different sides of his face. Exactly, it's pretty, pretty enjoyable. Like <laughs> with the exploding cigar. Evil Dead is literally is literally out. created with the purpose of making real life gory cartoon violence. Um. So my experience with the original like UHF. UHF is some like <laughs> yeah, right there. Exactly. That's fair. Um. In in I feel like my experience is watching the original Evil Dead was I was a young kid and I was profoundly disturbed and scared and overwhelmed by the end of the first Evil Dead. None of the the, the canon mattered at that point. It was just this really creepy, gory, fucking terrifying film to me. And I think watching the new one, I gave them props because I walked away with the exact same feelings of dread and being overwhelmed and feeling shitty. And like, I, I just liked that. And I, I'm gonna throw it out there, you guys. I think you guys are so hard on films that are tethered to other things like the fact that you guys won't even watch the new ghostbusters even though if i called it a cute movie about girls hunting ghosts you guys would watch it and be like that's adorable stop it jackie you know there is and it's a good movie i know i'm not gonna be do you really do you really want me to watch it because if i don't like it i'm never gonna let you hear the end of it Oh, like you guys let me hear the end of anything else that I like that you guys yeah, Absolutely. I don't know. Um, it's just this movie. I loved it. This I movie, about this. there's nothing about it that like was like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like this. It was just the fact that they combined these really disparate elements of like Sam Raimi's like goofiness, cartoonishness, and this horrible, torturous, prolonged scenes of violence, like a minute long of someone just That's getting fair. completely just destroyed. Like it doesn't it, like it was. It felt like the juxtaposition was like felt really awkward to me the entire time. At the end of the movie, when she had the chainsaw inside the deadite's face and just like yanking it back and forth, that was a fist pump moment. I'm not. I'm not even gonna try and lie. Like I really. I was like, yes, it was fucking yeah. awesome. Like the raining blood, blood was kind everywhere. of dope. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I liked it. I yeah. Like, I like this movie. But like, Jackie, go ahead. You're like, holding it in. That was like an hour and forty <laughs> minutes to get to that. More than that. I don't know. I I think this movie. God, you guys have a lot of notes. I didn't take notes. I just kind of. Five souls doesn't seem like a lot to bring back <laughs> the end of the world. <laughs> he only needs to kill five people and get five souls to to start the apocalypse. What, what that's manageable. Bitch. Yeah, that's a manageable number. Yeah, why them. hasn't he done it already? Yeah, well, like, I mean, good. Good for them, you know? That's lame. He should have already ended the world. I mean, do it now. I just don't <laughs> understand why. I got to be honest with you guys. At, at no point would I be like, 
I'm going to read that book. That's what I'm going to do. Like, that guy yeah. pissed me off to no end. And it made me mad that he actually lived for as long as he did. Yeah. Because this shit is his fault. When you find a book. He was the last one that died, wasn't he? So, yeah. Well, he was, yeah. he was very close to the end. Yeah. We thought it was dead. Mia's brother was dead. Mm-hmm. And she went back in the house oh, and shit, he was in right, there. You're right. You're right. And he, was, he, he attacks her again. Once you think It's like a fake out ending. Like, oh, you think it's over. This was also a weird one to see after Cabin in the Woods. Because, <laughs> like... As soon as they go into that area, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, God. Like, yeah. I just immediately started thinking of Cabin in the Woods yeah. right out the gate. Uh, I remember when we did, this was like one of the first movies we ever did for the horror movie night. And yeah. I remember uh, the one question we debated was like, so you think she like kicked the heroine? Or do you think like, <laughs> after tearing no. her own arm off and seeing all of her friends and dying, die, she's just And like, literally dying. Yeah, in like, fact, if she ever probably there... dove into that well and grabbed the bag and was like... Uh-huh. It, if ever there was a moment where I would defend using junks to cope, it would be that one. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna throw that out there. Um. I, and I think for me, this one suffers the same, the same fault that that Blair, the new Blair Witch, did. It's the name. It, it's too pretty. It's too polished. It's too commercial. It looks too good. Well, I didn't get that as much with the Evil Dead remake. With with the other one, because because it, it was found footage, I had a really big problem yeah. with it. Because that means that someone found all these like different camera angles and stuff. It's like, let's make this into a blockbuster movie. And it's like, what, you fucking asshole? Like, five kids died. And you're like, hmm, how can we edit this to make this scene really captivating? Can we get an aerial shot with the drone footage from before? Like, it feels like, let's put some music let's over this that part. drone in the tree. Oh, yeah, which is my also, God. The Blair Witch remake is also way more forgettable than yes. the Evil Dead. Like, yes. I mm-hmm. saw both of them. Probably around the same time last, and I can't tell you a single thing about the Blair Witch movie, but I still can like vividly remember things that happened in Evil Dead, like two, three years removed. The only thing I remembered mm-hmm. from the Blair Witch uh, was the reboot was the was the scene where the the woman crushes the doll, and it's just like, and oh, yeah, <laughs> and the girl like folds in, in on half. herself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the only thing I remembered. I was like, oh, because that part being, was like, cool. I remember being so disappointed, too, because I loved the movies that those guys had done previously. Like, I think The Guest and Your mm-hmm. Next are, like, fantastic Absolutely. throwback movies. And then Absolutely. this was, like, their big moment. You know why? And I, they blew it. It's because it's because they probably wanted money to fund something else, and they well, knew that Blair Witch was an easy property to make money off of. Well, apparently the best way to have seen that movie was at Comic-Con when it first screened mm-hmm. because they just handed out flyers and said we're having a special screening of a movie called the woods and everybody went to see a movie called the woods and it wasn't until midway through the movie when they started talking about the blair witch that you realized it was a blair witch movie mm-hmm. that is fun and that like apparently the crowd who saw that was like holy shit this is a new blair witch movie yeah. and then they changed the name to blair witch and put it in the theaters and kind of ruined the yeah. fact that it was even like tied into that franchise at all which is i, oh. I think was a huge mistake like, yeah i like, would have loved if they yeah, did that like, <laughs> they been... just snuck it up on you i feel like people would have felt a little bit differently and but... it would have been almost as clever as the original marketing place yeah. you know my whole obsession with the blair witch is that it feels so genuine to have something like so overproduced and and, and like vacuous yeah like given to me i'm like this is not what i wanted at all and it's not it doesn't need to be exactly the same as the first movie or anything like that i just wanted a, a piece of that feeling and you don't get any of that. I think all your complaints about the Blair Witch remake are valid, and it almost highlights why I love Cannibal Holocaust so much that it keeps cutting back to the editor explaining why this is wrong that they're doing it. Like, I hate I hate Cannibal Holocaust <laughs> but with I the love, fiery passion. But I love that aspect of it where like they keep cutting to those scenes where the editor's just kind of like, 
We shouldn't be showing. Yeah, you shouldn't. (laughs) Listen, you really shouldn't be watching this. You have to respect Cannibal Holocaust for what it did, though, for the genre. Uh, The fact that they went to court to prove that people were alive is pretty impressive. Mind blowingly (laughs) awesome. Like, it's such an important moment in horror history. You you know what my problem with it is? It's just the animal animal murder constantly during that movie. They're just killing animals for fun for a movie. Yeah, no, I get it. And, and, like, it's fine if you're going to have simulated animal death in a movie. I don't have a problem with that. But when you're actually, like, picking up just, like, turtles and shit that are just minding their own business be like hey we're gonna make a movie <laughs> I'm, I'm torturing this poor animal that i just found totally and not, that really like, bums me out so yeah, i can't no, watch that movie anymore real issues with that movie for sure oh yeah and i would never willingly be like hey let's watch cannibal holocaust for oh, fun. I've, done but, it. I've done it i mean i've watched <laughs> it once and i'm good like <laughs> i've watched it more than once it's just it, it, every time I go back, I'm like, why did I do this? It's a DVD that's <laughs> on my shelf that very rarely gets touched. That's <laughs> yeah. basically what it is. It's there in case one day I have to teach a film class. I'm like, oh, exactly. it's there. <laughs> exactly. Which I want to do one day, so it's on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else about Evil Dead? Um, I just think that the demon is smarter than to be outsmarted by her dying and then being brought back to life. Yeah, well, none of that stuff was really. I feel I like to, hold on, I have to wrap my brain around yeah, that. <laughs> no, a lot of a lot of it wasn't like the original Evil Dead where the demons were just like crazy, insane, like, "Whoa, we're gonna fuck with you the entire movie." It was I more like that. I'm gonna shamble into the room and be like, "Nice, follow your soul," and then slowly, like, you know, start. I'm like, sorry, how did they do that again? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> And then they slowly start like peeling their fingernails off or something like, well, look how gross it is. Oh, peeling my fingernails instead of just like popping up behind someone and biting them on the neck or eating their hair like. Ah. Yeah, I did miss the <laughs> mocking nature of the demons. Yeah, that's, I love me some demons that are going to taunt me while they and fucking none of them me. flew around in the air. None of them floated that. around. I wanted, I don't know. It's just, it was, it was trying to make something ridiculous, really grounded. And they did it by having prolonged, slow, torturous violence. We, def- we definitely needed more Night of the Demon demons. I, I yes. <laughs> it's just, it's not, I always associate Evil Dead, even the first one with a fun, yeah. ridiculous horror movie. Oh my God, I had such a different experience. I'm sorry. With the I'm sorry. It's one of the scariest horror movies I've ever you, seen. I remember seeing it. I think I was probably in high school and one of the first things I did after I saw it was I went into the garage and got miracle grow because I wanted to try to be able to recreate like the like the monster like the, the demons at the end of the what? original Evil Dead how they started to melt mm-hmm. to me I'm like is that miracle grow yeah. can, I, can I do that like can I, I try to make that special effect I, work I, and like I instantly went home and wanted to experiment yeah. I was so disappointed by the Evil Dead the first time I saw it because I watched the franchise backwards so like I watched Army of Darkness first and I'm like, oh this is really goofy. And then I was like, oh, I hear that Evil Dead 2 is really good. So like when I ran Evil Dead 1 and everyone's like, oh, it's the best of the franchise, I'm like, this one's gonna be really off the wall and crazy. No. And then it's like a really slow burn, and I was like, because it was like I was 13 at a sleepover with my friends. Oh, we were man. like, we're gonna watch the first Evil Dead guys. <laughs> and like half of us fell asleep before it was over. <laughs> but the then fr- in high school rewatching, I was like, this is brilliant. Like it's a yeah, brilliant movie, right. but it's a completely different film than everything else that yeah, came after. The, totally. the funny thing is, I knew about Army of Darkness before I even knew what Evil dead was and when i saw evil dead i had no idea they were related i didn't see army of darkness if i had seen the movie i would have put two and two together because i'm not a dum-dum but i just heard it was like it was like a funny it was like a funny medieval like goofy like horror movie 
and that's all I knew about it. I don't know how true this is, but I heard somewhere that the original title for Army of Darkness was Medieval Dead, which would have been <laughs> oh, such a good name. So good. Perfect. <laughs> what a missed opportunity. Um, I don't know. I guess I, I, I mean, I really, somebody should have been censoring the movies I watched as a child. I was like nine years old and I just literally, I mean, this explains a lot about me as an adult, but like, I just remember fucking being immobilized with fear by the evil dead. Like you were also immobilized by fear by the mother from Psycho or by Norman Bates from Psycho. Again, I was like eight when I saw that. So to be fair, that's scary as fuck to an eight year old. All right. I stand by that. Take Kenzie. I was scared by the Psycho trailer when I was a kid. Thank you, Matt Kelly. Thank you. I rented a tape. I was probably like seven, and it was a tape called Coming Soon, and it was just a series of movie trailers. And if you've ever seen the Psycho movie trailer, it's it's like five minutes long. And it's terrifying. Alfred Hitchcock just walking you through the sets. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think I have seen that, yeah. And he gets like the bathroom, and he's talking about what happens in the bathroom, and he looks at the shower curtain, and he opens it, and it just cuts to her screaming inside the shower curtain, and then cuts to black. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I was so afraid to go to the bathroom for like a night. Now, re- realize <laughs> that growing up, my parents adhered to PG-13. Yeah. And I wasn't allowed to watch a PG-13 movie until I was 13. Oh, Maybe wow. 14 it's adorable. and a half. Yeah. It's adorable. Wow. Yeah. Good job, Lola. Brian, Not me. Brian tried to. Brian would help me out every now and then. And he would, you know, he, he would show me some stuff. But yeah, I remember it, yeah, being like 12 and be like, I want to see this movie. And my dad's like. You're not 13. Yeah, next year. Like, uh, are you kidding me? <laughs> My turning point was being six years old, hiding under a couch, watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre in its entirety. Six years old. Like, no wonder I'm completely yep. wet. I was afraid to watch things with blood until I was in at least Aww. junior high. <laughs> but okay, the craziest thing was I can't watch PG-13 movies, but I have a very vivid memory of being nine years old and watching it on the min- the miniseries oh, see, on TV. Yeah. It came on TV. Yeah, it came There's on no TV. Rating. It was it was totally legal, <laughs> and that movie fucked me up because I would shower like with my eyes on the drain. Like I would shower oh facing God, the drain because yeah. I'm like the moment. Yeah, the moment <laughs> I see white in that drain, I'm out. But I need to see it the moment <laughs> he starts coming up. So I would literally for like a year I showered facing the drain <laughs> just so I can be like like the, like I, I need I had an escape plan like the moment I see white in that drain Was I have an escape plan as I was running out of the bathroom <laughs> Seriously. The puddle under me as I go. I still, to this day, if I am, like, will peek out of the shower. Even if I hear, like, I don't think I've ever fully gotten over that phobia. And I'm also terrified to watch the movie we're watching tonight. I don't want to watch Garbage Mail Kids. I'm going to fucking have nightmares oh, for God, weeks. I saw that that was sitting on the table and I wondered why. Oh, God, I'm so scared. <laughs> it scares me so bad. I can't do Garbage Mail Kids. No, I don't blame I just you. I had to watch Howard the Duck last night. That's too many bad <laughs> costumes back to back. Howard the Duck scared me too as a kid. Like, was that it is... the duck boobs? Yeah, the duck tits. <laughs> the duck tits are pretty good. I hated that movie so much. So I hope you guys enjoyed our episode on reboots. Don't forget to check us out on social media. You can pretty much just find us everywhere. Just search Jersey Ghouls and you will find us. Search Jersey Ghouls on your favorite podcast app and you will find us. And don't forget to check out our website, jerseyghouls.com, for our blog, for our reviews, for our podcast. And we want to thank Matt for joining us on this episode. Matt, where can we find you? Uh, HMNpodcast.com. And a bunch of other sites. Yeah. <laughs> and everywhere else on the internet. We're gonna get you not another Time to go to sleep. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.